welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast. We are on episode 102. I'm your host, Serial Sensei. Um, it is Sunday, I can't even say evening, <laughs> it is Sunday night. I am joined with my co-host, the Antaku. What's going on, man? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a whole lot of whatever. Right. <laughs> this this episode is going to be a lot of a lot of blah. I, I feel it. It's going to be a good episode. We're going to try to make it entertaining, but I just feel a lot of blah. That's about to happen. Um, I, I feel like this is in part because last week was so great. And uh, I think it was one of our better episodes. At least it was just you and me because we were like, we talked about the card. We talked about how much we liked the card. Like, what were the, what were the consequences and like, what was the aftermath of each fight? Like, what we enjoyed and everything. And then with this one, it's like... Complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that guy? <laughs> Why did we watch this again? <laughs> I just heard my poor CB Dolly did that. <laughs> oh man, yeah, this uh, this card, uh, we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, I'm trying to hold off on that. For on, the, long. I, I, on on the plus side, we get to talk about what will probably be on like fight of the year or at the end of the year. Um, Glovekin. Canelo too. Yeah, yeah. So there'll be good happenings. We'll we'll start off with that, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about those other fights. We'll start high and finish low. Yeah, there we go. But uh, before we get started, as always, you can listen to us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. If you're on iTunes, please rate, subscribe, leave a review, send questions to Dojo Talk Podcast at yahoo.com, um, and yeah, all that good stuff. So, top cities for the week of listeners, and this is always interesting, after we don't record for a week, and the numbers start going down is when those random cities just start popping in the top five. So, coming in at number one, Mountain View, California. (laughs) Coming in at number two, Brussels, Belgium. Coming in at number three, Towson, Maryland. What up? Coming in at number four, we got the UK and London. And coming in at number five, uh, Dambada, Nigeria. Hey, we're on the board. Now. Yeah, we're in there. And then Madrid, Spain was uh, right below them. So, um, yeah, shout out to you guys for listening. Appreciate it. Appreciate the Twitter listeners, Tumblr listeners, listeners uh, all that good stuff. Appreciate you guys. Um, yeah, so we'll just start with uh, news and notes. And things that have happened since the last time we recorded. And then we will move on from there. So starting... Uh, what, do, what do I want to start with? Uh, 
No, I'll I'll do UFC first, and then I'll uh, I'll go back up to my first note, and we'll end with boxing. But um, so in UFC news, um, Antonio Carlos Jr. pulled out of the Elias Theodore fight again. I'm not sure how many people cared, but that happened. Um, <laughs> uh, at UFC 232, we mentioned this on the last card as Stokes broke the news while we were recording. But uh, BJ Penn versus Ryan Hall. UFC 232, make of that what you will, but whatever. <laughs> uh, UFC Argentina, uh, which I think is the UFC's first trip to Argentina, going down on November 17th. Now, this actually has a pretty good amount of fights listed, so I will just bring these off real quick. Uh, we got Khalil Roundtree versus Johnny Walker, Enrique Barzola versus Nad Naramani, Jared Cannonier versus Alessio DeCirico, Poniata. Sorry, Poliana Patello versus Cynthia Calvillo, Veronica Macedo versus Marina Moros, uh, Michelle Pizarres versus Bartos Fabinski, Marlon Vera versus Guido Canetti, and Devin Powell versus Claudio Puelas. So that's all going down uh, UFC Argentina, uh, which is November 17th. Um, I think that's all I have for UFC news. I'm outside of the UFC. Uh, Ong Song will be defending his middleweight title um, on the next one card, which goes down. I don't know if it's the next one card, but uh, he'll be defending his uh, middleweight title um, at the one championship event on October 26th against Mohamed Karaki. Um, I'm not sure who Mohamed is. I think he's undefeated, but I'm not too sure about him. But that's going down. Uh, Lyoto Machida will be making his Bellator debut. Um, against Rafael Carvalho on December 15th in Hawaii. And speaking of Hawaii, uh, Bellator, uh, that card is their first card in Hawaii. Um, also on that card, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if this is the headliner. I would assume it is, but I, I'm not sure. But Alima Leigh McFarlane uh, will be defending uh, her belt against Valerie Letourneau. So it will also be on the Hawaii card. Um, also in Bellator news, Brennan Ward. Uh, withdrew from the Andre uh, Falajo fight at Bellator 207. Uh, he says he just plans to retire. So that's the thing. Uh, Lorenz Larkin will be fighting Eric Silva also at Bellator 207. This will be a welterweight Grand Prix alternate uh, fight. Not even really sure what that means, but <laughs> that's, that's going down. Um, Karate Combat is headed to New York September 27th. Yeah, I'm sorry. <clears throat> yeah. So if, if you're in the Big Apple on uh, September 27th, you can go watch Karate Combat. I'm not Wait. sure which venue this is at. Wait, are they do are they still doing the invite only thing though? Oh, that might be true. All right, so maybe you can't go. <laughs> which means they're basically just spitting out money. <laughs> so, but either way, it's gonna be in New York on the 27th. Um, I didn't write down the names, but they had, they had a full card listed of the fights. Um, oh, I forgot to mention, there was another piece of UFC news I forgot. Uh, Fabricio Redoom suspended two years for an anti-doping violation. Uh, Mark Hunt went off on him about that. I don't know if you guys saw the clip, but he had some very unfriendly things to say <laughs> about Redoom. And I, I guess this is the biggest news of the week. Um, allegedly... By the end of 2018, we'll have a Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao rematch. Um, Amazing. Yeah. 
uh, titillating. Um, wow. Yeah. I, I don't know if... Um, yeah. The people on their Instagram seem really happy about it. Uh, it has to count for something, right? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> and so, the part about it is... Manny Pacquiao is suing top rank. Um, I can't. Remember. I think. I think they owe him money or something, and he's no longer with HBO. So there is literally nothing stopping this fight from happening, unless Pacquiao. And the, the thing is, Pacquiao is apparently like not good with his money, because he takes care of like three hundred people, like friends and family and shit. So. There, there is every chance in the world that he is actually like ass out broke right now. And just to keep in mind, like 2018, there's only four months left. Yeah. So if this fight is really going to happen by the end of 2018, this, this might be like a Christmas gift. <laughs> or may, maybe in November, you know, sometime in the fall. But this is crap is coming to your house and beating your ass with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't I might watch. I'll probably watch it, but I, am I rushing to the TV to watch it? No. Am I paying to watch it? No, definitely not. That is a definitely no go. Don't, don't, don't. Oh yeah. I mean, let's be real. The money team is listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Oh man. Yeah. But yeah, that that's that's gonna be a thing. Um. And also, I didn't write this down, but I saw it. Um, <laughs> there's a poster out for uh, Tito and Chuck Three. So um, it looks I, like it looks like you walked in the mo- in the room at like the wrong time because they're, just, they're, they're like, giving you the side eye. <laughs> this fight is getting closer and closer to becoming a. Joke's on us. This is the main event for UFC MSG. <laughs> oh boy, I'm I'm I can't even make fun of that big fight because I'm watching it. Like I know I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. You're damn right you will. <laughs> we're all gonna watch. Oh yeah, we're all suffering together. Yeah, all of you, if you're listening to this, to this uh, podcast right now, you're watching too. You you will be one. You have no choice. Yeah, like, let's be real. Like we've we've all sat through BJ Penn just existing for the past like six. <laughs> like, and, and you sat there and you took it, and you're gonna take this. Yeah. And you know what? You're not gonna enjoy it, but you're gonna sit there and watch every second of it. Yep. And then you'll scream and cuss afterwards, but you're gonna sit through it. it you, you say, Oscar De La Hoya, why did you do this to me? This is my worst nightmare come to life. I mean, if any, all those fails, you, know, you, you get Glace and Tibble on the same card, so. Mm. You know. I mean, no one's getting hurt in that fight. <laughs> yeah, Chuck, Chuck and Tito 3. That's, that's, that's going down. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for news, at least that I caught. Um, in terms of other fights that happened, or, um,. Uh, LFA had an event on Friday, which I did not get a chance to watch, so I can't comment on it. But I'll tell you guys to watch it anyway, because LFA normally puts on pretty good cards. And shout out to LFA, because they're about to have their 50th card 
pretty soon, which is crazy. Like, they put out an insane amount of events in a short amount of time. Um, so they're coming up on 50 cars. Uh, Glory 58 uh, went down, I think that, not yesterday. Uh, I think that was like the day before yesterday, on the 14th. Yeah, right. Um, that was headlined by Alex Pereira and Simon Marcus uh, for the middleweight title. Alex Pereira won. I uh, don't want to see these two fight anymore. Tough. There's only like five. <laughs> like, I think it's clear Alex Pereira has his number. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think we need to see these two fight anymore. But um, that went down, and you know, actually, you know what? I won't mention the other fight on that card because I will save that uh, for my shout out. Actually, so. But Glory 58 went down, and actually, if you have, uh, it was on ESPN. Some of it was on Fight Pass, I think. So you can go back and watch some of those fights. Uh, it looked like a pretty decent card from the small bits and pieces I did get to see. So uh, give that a look if you haven't already. Um, yeah, that's about it for fight happenings. Um, so I guess we'll uh, we'll we'll start with a high point of <laughs> this episode. The uh, the fight that. Um, like you said, we'll definitely end up on some some fight of the year uh, candidate list at the end of this year. Not even just in boxing, but pretty much in combat sports in general. Uh, Triple G had his rematch with Canelo uh, Alvarez yesterday. And, um, yeah, man, this was... Um, I'm really glad that I watched this fight and... I, I got to watch it as just a fan who just wanted to see a good fight. Like, I wasn't emotionally attached. Because I knew by the fifth round that if this went to decision, somebody's going to get their feelings hurt. And, um... It's a, it, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did, going into the fight, I picked Triple G to win. Um, in real time, I thought Triple G won. But, like, the fight... If, this was one of those fights that um, I even, like I said, a lot of times when I rewatch fights, I'll, I'll watch it muted so I don't have crowd reactions and no, like, commentator bias or anything. Um, this is one of the first fights I can say that rewatching this muted did not help me at all. Like, these rounds were so, a lot of these rounds were razor close. And you could argue, I think, either way on who won. Like, I, I couldn't be... It, anybody who thinks Canelo won, I'm not going to argue against you. If you thought Triple G won, I'm not going to argue against you. I don't like the R word being thrown around. I don't think this was a robbery at all. This was way too close of a fight to call a robbery. But, um... Yeah, man, I, I don't even know how to... It was just, like, an amazing fight. Um, Canelo really impressed me in, like, the first... I'm not going to say just the first half. Throughout the whole fight, both of them did. But um, Canelo really put the pressure on him. Well, I was not expecting that. He was walking him down. He was constantly in Triple G's face. Um, I thought he had a nice variety uh, going on. He was going to the body a lot. Um, Triple G was pumping that jab like nobody's business. I don't remember the stats, but I feel like he landed like a crazy amount of jabs. <laughs> um it was just a really good back and forth fight, and I remember thinking through like the first five rounds that Canelo, I thought was 
not running away with it, but it, it felt like he was just kind of edging him out. And then the second half of the fight, man, Triple G, it seemed like he, I don't know if he caught a second win, but it, it seemed like he started to really pick it up. He was putting together combinations. He was landing power shots. Um, both these guys have crazy chins because they both were taking some some heavy leather, and neither one of them, at least from what I remember, I don't think anybody ever like really got got rocked. I think Alvarez might have got not even rocked, kind of like just shook up, like maybe one time, but they they went back and forth. Like I said, Triple G during the second half of the fight really started to pour it on. Um, you could even see like he started to just look more confident. Um, it was a crazy just classic back and forth fight that went down to the wire. And like I said, I, I just knew at the end of the fight, feelings would be hurt. Um, and I saw a lot of people on my Twitter timeline who were not happy <laughs> with how this decision went. But um, I'm not going to argue the decision. Canelo, Canelo definitely did his thing. I was really impressed with with him, and he he took it to Triple G, man. He really, he really, he really, he really took it to him. But this this was a wild fight. If you did not get a chance to watch this, you definitely miss one of the best fights this year, easily. Um, but that's all I got. I'm not going to ponder on who won, who lost. It was just a really, really awesome fight. Oh. I think my co-host died. Oh. Sorry, I muted my mic because people were screaming at me. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I was one of the people who thought Glovkin won the first fight. I thought that was pretty clear. Um, and uh, I, I expect him to come out and do the same because I expected Canelo to, again, just stop fighting for like five rounds. Because that's what he did in the first round. Like after the first few rounds, he stopped. He, he, he just stopped throwing, basically. Um, and that's how... That's how um, Goff can fall his way into that fight, but it was a little similar here. Uh, Cane but instead, Canelo came out early. Uh, he took he he took the initiative. Uh, he took the center of the ring. Did a great job of just forcing <clears throat> um, Golovkin to fight off the back foot. Uh, had a fantastic um, where he would slip to the inside and just hit with a. Um, with the left hook, either up top or to the body. Um, the commentators were talking about how uh, Golovkin wasn't, you know, throwing body punches like he did in the first fight, which I really think is why Canelo stops throwing so much in the middle rounds of that first one. And I think that's... Oh, are, really? Sorry about that. Uh, a, a large part of the first uh, fight was Golovkin just putting Canelo against the uh, the ring, the ropes, and just going to town on his body, just throwing as many body punches as he could get in there. Um, and Canelo, realizing that, was just like, no, I'm going to take the center of the ring. I'm going to set the pace, and I'm going to, um, you know, for, force Golovkin to, you know, try to, to, like, bend down and attack me that way. And he's faster than Glovkin, both like hand speed and foot speed. So um, it, it made sense. If you take the center of the ring, he's, he's just not going to be able to pile on punches like he did. And we saw that 
like after the third round, he decided, you know what, I'm going to just stick with the jab and use that to open up my power punches as I move left and right. So just really smart boxing, really good boxing. Um, yeah, no, uh, just a smart fight from both guys. And I, I, I don't have a problem with the decision. It could have gone either way to BH. I had to draw the first time I watched it. Watched it again this morning. I thought Glovkin won more of the early rounds than I thought previously thought he did. But I'm not mad about it. You know, too many swing rounds. Um, I hope they do it again. Yeah, I think this warrants a trilogy. Like, I, I, I do. I say run it back four times if you can. Like, Glovkin is 36. Um, to, this should be an easier fight for Canelo. The more they do it. Like I, I think if they were to rematch again, like a year from now, it'd just be an easier win for Canelo as opposed to like this competitive back and forth fight. But if they can get one or two more fights out of this like rivalry, I'm all for it because boxing really needs rivalries and big fights. And this is the uh, this it should be no this is the last fight on both of their um, HBO contracts. So they're gonna be next time they fight. It's, it's gonna be on Showtime, ESPN. Uh, zone. um, I feel stupid saying zone. <laughs> um, maybe Fox, I don't know, but, like... Oh, man, hold up. I don't mean to interrupt. Um, we should probably subscribe to that this month, right? Don't I have a free trial? Because isn't, like, a Bellator card or something? Right, there's a Bellator card, and I want to say this is Joshua fight. Ah, oh, okay. All right, so... I could be wrong about that, though. I have to sign up for the free DAZN experience. This is what happens when you live like combat sports one week at a time. You just forget what's coming up. Yeah, um, next week, Anthony Joshua versus Alexander Povetkin on DAZN, I think. Did you, um, because I, I, I saw highlights. How was the undercard of this? If you got oh, it was great. Unfortunately, like they were all designed to be like squash matches. Uh, like they're like I like Spike O'Sullivan. Uh, for those who don't know, Spike O'Sullivan, dude who probably shouldn't be wearing a world title. Uh, Irish uh, Irish guy. Um, best known for being uh, Antoine Douglas. Back on, I can't even remember what card that was. Uh, the Billy Joe Saunders, Div, uh, David Lemieux card. Um, really fucked Douglas up. Um, <laughs> that, that was like literally one of the worst. Like that, that's that was a career-ending like KO. It was just like Douglas stopped seeing the punches coming. Uh, like it, it, at a certain point, it was just clear that he just couldn't see what was in front of him anymore. Um, and Sullivan ended up. Beating him, taking a couple of like lesser titles for it, um, came back out. His next, he was uh, oh, so when the um, the original Glovkin Canelo rematch fight fell apart, so O'Sullivan was supposed to review uh, the replacement. He was supposed to fight. I can't remember. I think it was Canelo. I think he was supposed to fight Canelo. Um, he ended up declining the fight. I think they offered him like a hundred thousand dollars or something. Which is probably more than he's ever made, but he's like, you know what? If I just hold off and keep winning, I can, I, I can, get, you know, ask for a bigger paycheck. But he ended up fighting David Lemieux on this card and got knocked out in the first round. 
I'm just a savage left hook. While he was landing, like, he landed like a pinpoint jab to Lemieux's, like the left side of Lemieux's face. And Lemieux just countered him with a left hook from hell. Um, and then uh, Chocolatillo Gonzalez fought on the other card and stopped Moises Fuentes in the fifth round. And the commentary team could not stop mentioning that Fuentes was like fighting so he could get a third car so he could drive Uber, Uber more. So that that's probably not a good look when you're on pay per view. You know? Yep. <laughs> oh, and um just one last dude, uh what's his kid's name? The twenty one year old Mexican kid, uh oh, Jaime uh Munquia. I'm just gonna pretend I pronounced that right. Um so, uh, dude, I, I haven't gotten a chance to watch him fight. Uh, like, I've, I've been slacking on my boxing recently when some of the big fights, but he's coming off a win over Saddam Ali. Those who don't know, Saddam Ali is the dude who sent Miguel Cotto into retirement. Um, you know, permanently took the WBO Super Walterweight title off of him. And he beat Liam Smith. Um, uh, like, dude is super young. He hits hella hard. He's fun to watch. He's like 31 and 0. Uh, definitely a guy worth paying attention to. So, the other car was fun. Yeah, I remember seeing uh, I lost all the. I saw a KO. Somebody got KO. Somebody got their soul taken. I just couldn't remember who it was. It was probably everybody. <laughs> I saw somebody depart to the other side. But, um. Yeah, that Fuentes KO was savage. Like, like you. you like, uh, That's a. <laughs> What was his name? The Chocolito? Yeah, Chocolatito. Yeah, yeah. That I think that was the one I saw. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that guy did. Like, immediately gets down to his knees and motions for the referee to take the mouth guard out because he knows Fuentes is just out. And like the yeah. referee's just like still waving off the fight. Oh yeah, there was there was no need to that that guy didn't make it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was he, he, that, that was a casualty. But um. Yeah, that that seemed like a really good night of fight. Like I said, I didn't get a chance to watch the undercard, but uh, Chopa G and Canelo, I'm, I'm all for a trilogy. Or is there a word for a fourth fight? Is that, is that a, is there a term for that? Quad uh, quadr- quadrilogy <laughs> in a series. Wait, trilogy before? There's got to be a term for this. But, yeah, man, if they, if they do a fourth, I'm all for it because, like I said, it, oh the fight was just razor close. Um, so, yeah, I'm all for it. But um, a piece of news I actually did forget to mention that I did not write down. Uh, tetralogy. I don't like that. Tetralogy. Who says that? We got to come up with something better. I don't like Quadril- that. Quadrilogy. That's too long, too. We'll work on this. We'll, <laughs> we'll figure this out. But another piece of news I forgot real quick before we move on to this card. Um, Carlos Condit and Michael Chiesa. Um, I don't think it's been signed yet, but it seems like they've at least like verbally agreed uh, to meet at UFC 232. Um, and that'll be Chiesa moving up to welterweight. So, yeah, that, that might end up being a thing. Um if that does indeed happen, Carlos Condit, please, just, please, just kill a man. Just, <laughs> just 
Give me one violent send-off that I can just be happy and, and smile about. Um, but we'll we'll see. That 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 looks like that might be a thing. So hopefully it does. Maybe Carlos Condit can get his his proper send-off and right off his sunset with a win. Hopefully, but likely we'll we'll, <clears throat> we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for fight news and. Uh, uh, speaking of Michael Kessler, did you mention that he's suing Conor McGregor? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey man, go 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 get your money. Hey. <laughs> Dude, everybody in that bus should sue Conor McGregor. Hey man, according to Thug Rose, she's still scared to come outside. I don't know if she's suing, but well, if you're gonna sue, you gotta come outside. So. Dude, um, what's his name? Trevor Whitman was talking, tried to joke about her with it, and like according to her, she had like a complete like episode about it. Jesus. Yeah, no. Like, <clears throat> bros been been through a lot in her young life, so. Hey man, Kiesa, go uh, go go get that payday. Bring all that mental distress. And... Some of that UFC two twenty nine money. There you go. <laughs> I like how they wait. I'm not sure if this was just like a good time here or whatever. I like how they waited till right before his big ass payday. Hey. <laughs> I don't know if this is why he like you know. <laughs> He's trying to throw him off his game. I don't think Connor really cares. I don't think he cares. I just want to know how much he's suing him for. That's that's what I want to see. Uh, well, he's suing him in part because he was. He said, according to him, um, <clears throat> he would have been in line for a title shot if Max Holloway, since Max Holloway was pull out. <laughs> what? Well, it makes sense because they ended up going with Isaiah Quinton because he was the only ranked fighter on the card. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Because yeah, they were gonna, they could, Anthony Pettis declined. Um. Freaking Paul Felder, the New York Athletic Commission would have let Paul Felder do it because, you know, he wasn't ranked and they felt it was unfair. So they were stuck with Ally Quinta, who I think previously had only beaten, like, Diego Sanchez in the past, like, two or three years. So, the UFC rankings is coming in handy for somebody. So, Shasta Felder, uh, not Felder, Kiesa. Go get the bag, man. Yeah, man. Get it any way you can. Right, you gotta get it while you can. Can't can't fight forever, so you might as well, you know. You got if you, if we just redistribute the wealth. There are other ways to don't, get fight bonus money. Don't spend it on Rick Little. <laughs> go get the fight bonus money that you got for not fighting. Exactly. There you go. I mean, he didn't even get paid for that. Uh, I'm sorry, he didn't get paid his full like purse for that card which sucks oh yeah so you gotta get that plus interest you gotta you gotta recoup that, that's time loss mental distress potential title shot taken away assault I'd sue for a nice meal get every dollar you can yeah gotta, gotta, bring, gotta, gotta do what you gotta bring do get back to Washington with you I just hope his lawyer is like competent uh, like there's no way Connor that walks away without paying like a lot of money didn't, like, Ray Borg seriously get hurt in that, though? Like, didn't he... Wasn't he the one who had, like, glass flying in his eye? Yeah, he, he was like, oh, um... 
So he had to get pulled from the car because they were worried he might go blind. He's the one who needs the. I, I think that just all the shit with his kid stopped him. It's just like, I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't want more trouble right now. I just need to focus on my family and getting ready to fight Joseph Benavides. No, yeah, yeah. Which, which oh, oh, great, <clears throat> oh, you know, all the power to him. I would have sued the shit out of him. Oh yeah, Connor. Like, well, I mean, hopefully, I haven't heard anything about his kid. Last I heard, they he has had some kind of surgery. He had to have like another surgery. The the, the um the what you call it that they put on his brain didn't uh, hold. Oh, well, hopefully that turns out well, and his you know kid gets back to 100 percent health. And once he gets back to health, soon. Yeah, I don't know what the, uh, the, the, what you call it on these types of things are, the statute limitations. No, oh, that, that is true, that is true. I mean, I, oh. I, I, it has to be, like, years, I think. Because one of the dudes I work with is getting sued by some woman who claims her neck hurts from a car injury from, like, three years ago. Oh, man. Right? So. I mean, hey, man, if they're using the Dolly footage as a promo i feel like i can still see you <laughs> like, I, I feel like i definitely have the right to see you like go uh, what was that rapper uh take apparently the families of the people he was involved in murdering are suing him because he's using the, the, their murders to make money by rapping about them so th- there is a precedent for this <laughs> Oh boy! You hear about that guy Russ, the rapper Russ? I know of Russ. Yes. Yeah, he had some goons to to go put some paws on somebody. Was it him or was it MGK? Uh no, actually them both. So MGK, and this is a nice hey, rappers, side rant. What the fuck? So so from the MGK thing, I heard. So I guess some Eminem fan. Well, no, MGK didn't hire anybody. It was his security. Yeah. So, like, somebody ran up on him. I guess it was an Eminem fan, and they were talking real reckless in security. Apparently it was an actor or something. Well, they uh, they got security hands laid upon them for their troubles. And Russ, uh, I think it was like a Twitter thing. Some, some guy, I don't know who the guy was, but I guess he was talking reckless on Twitter. And, you know, they, they sent the goons at him. Russ has so. guns. I guess so. <laughs> anybody nowadays. Hey man. Back when you had to be about something to have goons. Yeah, if you got a little payroll, you can you can get some muscle out here. Yeah. Need somebody to throw a right hook. Thugs sell themselves <laughs> short nowadays, man. Ah. It, remember when they used to fucking own this business? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, there's there's you... so much other side banner. I want to talk about, but we have to cover this card. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, just one last bit. I want there to be a podcast about like '90s hip hop, '90s and '80s hip hop, like behind the scenes shit. Like, like Master P just fucking pistol whipping Pimp C. I remember. All right, this is gonna be the last I ran. I promise. So I remember, uh, Pastor Troy was beefing with uh, Master P. And I heard this story back in the day. I don't know how true it is, but uh, I remember hearing that, like, I think they were in, I want to say this was in Atlanta, and C-Murder saw Pastor Troy in a club, and he chased him with a knife. 
<laughs> I feel like I heard this story back in like, well, it wasn't the 90s, though. I think this was like early, I want to say early 2000s. You see, um, it's crazy. Like, this shit don't happen no more. Like, you get like nah. Uzi running up on like, um, the, the rich the kid at like a Starbucks, but that's it. Right. Like, like where, were, where were video cameras with Fat Joe and fucking Big Pun were chasing Jay-Z around the club? <laughs> <laughs> ja Rule's getting rubbed. Yeah, they're, they're, people are not built like that anymore. I feel like that that era we have to cherish. We're not, I don't think we're ever going to see that again. Like, like, I just don't think people are... I can't say people aren't built like that, but like rappers aren't. That's not the thing, though. Like, well, at least a lot of the rappers who are built like that, they end up fucking dying before they blow up. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's his face? Uh, uh, the young and ace kid from Florida, who literally has like three songs on the World Star YouTube channel that have over a million hits. So he had a little money coming in. So another rapper from Florida fucking shot him and put it on Snapchat. Yeah. Wild times. Wild time. I mean, not everything's the wild wild west. Except everything's on Instagram. It's weird to think like, what is this gonna look like another ten years from now? Not even another ten, like another five. I don't know. I don't think about it. It's just depressing. I don't know how much social, how much farther social media can go. It, everybody's like a hologram turns in. Like your Instagram live is just like thousands of people's like. Being a hologram and just standing in your room. <laughs> that would be so creepy. It would. Oh, man. But now nah, we're, we're headed there. We're, we're definitely headed into the, the Black Mirror direction. We're, we're not that far off. Yeah. But, um, Lord. All right. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> let's get through this, uh, this, uh, this thing that happened on Saturday morning. Um, UFC Fight Night 136, uh, Moscow, um, Mark Hunt versus, uh, Alexei Olenek, um, so this fight happened, uh, of course, due to the time zones, uh, early in the morning, this was on Fight Pass, I think this card started at, like, 12, something like that, um, in the afternoon, so, I was watching this at work, as I combat my job's new anti-cell phone policy, fighting the power, but, uh, so I had this fight, or I had these fights on, and, you know, when you're watching fights at work, uh, I often do the same with the one championship cards. Like, you're watching them, but you can't get, like, fully invested because you're watching them, but you also have to work because, you know, you gotta, you gotta work. The man is standing over your neck, so you gotta look like you're doing something. So I have these fights on, and I'm watching them, and I think because I was at work, I was, like, enjoying these. Like, I wasn't really, like, wild by anything, but, like, I was entertained. Like, you get tired of working, I sit back, I watch a fight for a couple minutes, and then I go back to work again. So it didn't bother me while I was watching it. And it was early in the morning. Then I come home, and I'm like, all right, let's do the rewatch so I can actually sit and, like, pay attention to what happened. Um, and rewatching this, I have to say, was not the greatest <laughs> experience. Um, the only fight that, like, had me a little bit excited, I can't even say excited, was, 
the, the main event because I watched it in a parking lot. Um, I don't I don't want to say where I was at because I don't want to give away where I work at. But I was in a parking lot, and I didn't want to pull out of the parking spot until the fight was over. So I watched uh, the old Nick Hunt fight, and I was surprised at how it ended. Um, and the only other fight that really got a reaction out of me was um, the Yan and Jin Su Sun fight. Well, and the Krylov fight for other reasons. Um, wasn't a positive reaction. But I'll be honest with you guys, a lot of this card was very meh. Um, I'm glad that this came on at like 12. Because if this was a card that like would have started at like 8, and the main card would have been at 10, and we would have had to watch this, we might, I might not have even recorded today. We might have just took a day off. <laughs> what was that like, card that we just didn't bother recording for? Like, it was like one of the Polish ones? Yeah. <laughs> this would have ended up just like that. Um, But whatever. We'll, we'll start from the top and we will express our feelings as they happen as we go through these fights. If they happen. Yeah. Like, that's the worst part. I just have no reaction to anything. <laughs> and, like, a lot of these fights. And I, this is, I, it's even worse because a lot of these fights, it, it's an understatement to say I watch them repeatedly. Like, I watch this main card like four times. And there's so much of this card that just does not stick with me. It's like, one at all. out the other. Yeah, it, it was. So, we're going to try to get through this. We'll try to be fair as much as possible. We'll try to give you guys details as much as possible. But don't, um... What what whatever you'll 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 see <laughs> main event Mark Hunt Alexi Olenek um in my mind this fight was gonna go Alexi goes for a takedown uh, Alexi goes for a takedown he doesn't get it Hunt catches him with like an uppercut and he does and we get a nice walk off KO and we all go home happy um, that did not happen. Um, <laughs> Mark Hunt had a pretty decent game plan. Um, he was throwing leg kicks, which I feel like immediately from like the very first one he threw, you could tell Olenek was not, he, he did not like those at all. He was limping. It, it got pretty bad. Um, Hunt was staying on the outside. He was avoiding takedowns. Um, there was a sign of trouble I knew in this fight when Hunt caught Olenek with a right hand pretty flush. And Olenek kind of just ate it. And when I saw that, I was like, oh. Um, I mean, I know only, you know, you're not going to eat a lot of Mark Hunt punches. But the fact that he just kind of ate that on the chin really well, I was like, oh, man, this might not be so good. Like, if he can, if he can walk through one of these and just kind of stumble into a takedown, this fight might not go so well. So Hunt continues to play on the outside, you know, pump a jab out every now and then. Uh, I wish he would have kept with the leg kicks because those just seem to be literally they were a hundred percent effective. Like every leg kick Olenek felt, and he was not about that life. He did not want those. But yeah, Olenek. <laughs> I can't even remember the scramble, but like I remember Olenek went for the takedown, and like Hunt tried to like tried to shove his way off and Olenek just held on to him like a leech and dragged him down and once he got him down 
it, it was just kind of like impending doom um because there was still like time left in around for Olenek to work and as soon as he sunk the choke in I was like ugh it's, it's, it's gonna happen Mark Hunter's he's, he's about to lose and he sunk the choke in and he he got the win um, <laughs> shout out to Olenek like he he ate he ate a really hard shot from Mark Hunt he overcame those leg kicks that were clearly bothering him um I think partially to do that. I feel like Hunt just kind of stopped throwing him after a while. But either way, like, he went through some pain to get that takedown. But once he got the takedown, like, that was literally all he needed. And he choked Mark Hunt out. Um, yeah, which is weird because Mark Hunt doesn't have a neck. <laughs> well, he, he did have to readjust, I think, one time. So maybe maybe that was it. He had to, he had to find his neck. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder how weird heavyweight it is one of the men in this main event is currently suing the UFC I think he has one fight left on this deal um, and the other man was part of an organization backed as an opposition militia during the invasion of the Ukraine so heavyweight's weird I don't think this would happen in any other division. <laughs> also, oh. these both these men are like fifty years old. Oh yeah, it, it, fifty years old in real life, and then five years about the millennia. Exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. Uh, oh, and it cracks Mark Hunt with a punch, which I did not expect. Takes him down, which I guess I expected, and then chokes him out, which I did not expect because again, Mark Hunt does not have a neck. Um, like he just seems like one of those dudes who's impervious to like, getting choked. Like I, I'm sure he's been like uh, he's been submitted before. I don't know if he's been choked. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that, this was just. But yeah, no. It was... Great job by, um... Oh, he hasn't. This is literally his first choking submission. Um, great job by Owen. It's like 50 submission wins. But still somehow lost to Chael Sonnen. <laughs> you gotta go to Bellator and run that one back, homie. You really? can't, you can't, oh. can't have that on your record. Oh, oh man. Like, I even know it's the fuck to say it's just like Mark Hunt's yeah. getting old he's finally getting old like he's getting cracked by dude like Olenek's a hard puncher and all but like Hunt is obviously hit eating harder and you know not even shown signs of being touched let alone dropping to a knee like he did here which opened up that takedown that for Olenek to grab his back and drag him um I know it's kind, of, it's kind of sad. Like, Mark Hunt's going to be gone soon. Fabrizio Verdum is gone for like two years. And there's still two, like, top ten fighters in this division. So, I uh, Well, this fight reminded me is that this division's really old. That's yeah. three guys. A lot of, a lot of, we, we talk about the tough dads. These are, these are the, uh, 
and these are the granddads. Yep. These, these guys invented the barbecue. Like, <laughs> you know what my problem was with this fight at the end of it? And I feel like it was like a microcosm of the entire card. Like, the the finish was impressive, you know, no slight at all to Olenek. Like, he, he went in there and got the job done. But, like, after the fight was over, I just kind of sat there and I just thought. I was like, what does this mean? What is the aftermath of this? Does this really mean anything in, like, a larger scale? You know what it means? It means Mark Hunt is one step closer to fighting in Ryzen. <laughs> Ooh, one, step, or one step closer to Kokop. Mark Hunt. Right. right. Whatever. But I was like, I don't know. And it was, like, an impressive finish. Like, I was in my car, and I was literally like, wow. Like, I, I didn't think he was going to do that. But, like, I just thought about it. I was like, I don't know. I don't feel anything else after this. Like, it was an impressive win, but I feel like this doesn't lead to anything else. Like, it was just kind of one of those things that was cool to see in the moment, but afterwards, I'm like, I don't I don't know what else I'm supposed to pull from this. Um, I mean, let's all be honest here, and I don't mean this to come across as fighter bashing. Uh, try to walk that line, but do we see Olenek? Fighting for a belt anytime soon? I mean, uh, <laughs> why not? <laughs> Dude, like the only reason I can like the only like his biggest his biggest problem isn't getting wins. His biggest problem is that the heavyweight title is currently held by a man who is who has one maybe two fights left in his career and is sitting here for Brock Lesnar. Right. So, like that, that that's the only thing. Like he's one, two, three, four, five, six, and two in the UFC. He's got, like, he doesn't have, like, Mark Hunt is his biggest win yet. Um, like, I don't know. Like, I, I could see him just freaking get a television because why the hell not, you know? This <laughs> the lack of. Lack of bodies. Like, other old guys will be departing, and if he can keep himself around, maybe he can just squeamish his wound. You know, like, are you telling me he can't submit Alexander Volkov? Hmm. Like, you telling me he can't submit Derek, or at least take Derek Lewis down and make his life miserable? Possibly. Possibly. Like, Curtis Blades is just a nightmarish matchup for him, and basically everybody in this division. Like, the JDS and Overeem fights would be tough for him, but like I could see him beating Overeem. I could see him knocking out Overeem. <laughs> that's the sad. Like, that's the sad part. I think part. the UFC is going to match him in a way where they're going to like, okay, this guy's in mind for the title. Let's get him a fight that he can win. No. Do I do I think that this fight puts him on that trajectory? No. Uh, but like I get what you're saying because this this feels like nothing. Yeah. This feels like another test of Mark Hunt. Like, can he actually stop a takedown and you know stop being submitted? But uh, I, I don't know. With you, I, I feel a little. But either way, Olin got it done. He found Mark Hunt's neck. 
So that, that's got to count for something. <laughs> count for that extra 50 G's he probably got. Oh, he didn't get any. Mm. Wax sauce. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, and I, I don't want to make it a slight to Olenek. He went in there, he, he got the job done. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to uh, give Russia any more of my money. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's the Olenek, man. He, he, he did what he had to do. Um, co-main event. Jan Blahowicz. And Nikita Krylov, my God, I was excited for this fight. Krylov back, I was like, you know, what has he learned? Yeah, uh. and the answer was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like he got caught in um another von flu situation and kept holding onto the head while uh what's uh while Bukovic was swinging around the uh, side control. And the only reason he didn't get submitted again is because Belvish didn't realize he had the uh, didn't realize he had the Von Flucho locked in if he wanted it. So this this fight. Um, uh, you know what I'm surprised about? I'm surprised so many people thought it would be a striking match. I was one of those people. What? Like the <laughs> whole thing is that he's a bad grappler who likes to bad grapple. That is like he, he people remember remember him for like the Wall Harris knockout, but like that was his mo. He was a dude submitting other dudes who were like zero and zero while he was like sixteen and two with a Kimura that looked like he had learned it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping this would be a a striking match, and I mean Krylov started off good. He was working the outside. He's working his kicks. He got a takedown in the first round. Um, but then he did the he, he did he did something that I, really bothers me when I see fighters do like it's like everybody has this this itch to go for a guillotine that doesn't exist like <laughs> you go for the choke and it's like bro you know you're not gonna that, that's not gonna happen like they were wrestling on the ground for a bit I think Jan had um. He had, like, hit a switch or something. He was getting back up, and uh, Krylov, like, sprawled or something, and he grabbed his neck. I was like, bro, that, you're not going to get that guillotine. You can't like, tell Krylov that. Krylov <laughs> like, has 14 the, submission wins. <laughs> but it's like, the positioning just wasn't good. It didn't It not know didn't what look... that means. <laughs> Everything about that guillotine was like, why are you doing this? And yeah, so he he I, I can't remember even how the first round ended, but I think I think Jan was starting to take the second half of that first round, and then in the second round, they're back on the ground. Jan is just in full control at this point. It's not looking good for Krylov at all, and he gets arm triangle choked for his problems. Like all the way on the side too. <laughs> like I don't even think Jan like disengaged with him. Like I think he was just like on his side. Like it was like his back it just had his arm and neck locked up it was really bizarre yeah it, it was god it was spent so long like wondering like why did they let go of Krylov when is he coming back and then he comes back and then this happens and then you remember why we all laughed at him when he got signed and he pretended like he was undefeated but he wasn't he had lost twice before he got to UFC god um, but I mean, I guess I can say for this fight though, um, 
at least in terms of like aftermath and storyline. Um, this does put Jan on a four-fight win streak. Uh, that's Devin Clark, Jen, uh, Jared Cannonier, Manawa, and of course Krylov. So I mean, at at, at 205, that I, I guess that says something. Like I, I guess you got to start throwing his name. And that I feel like he's like in that similar position where Uzdemir was when he had his little streak going. Like he he's in that 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 pile now, I guess. Of that why not? Yeah, yeah. At yeah. this point, he he's there. He he's definitely there. So, um, I mean, if anything else, and he's earned it. Like he's, his, I think his last few performances have been pretty good. Like he's, it looks like he's been improving. So. Charles Dion, he, he's in that title contender bunch now at 205. You, you got to start throwing his name in there. He, he's definitely earned it. As for Krylov, um, better luck next time, I guess. Basically. Um, yeah, yeah. So that that was the co-main event. But sh- shout out to Dion, though. He 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 did what he got to do. So we we have a new 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 contender at 205 for for whatever that's worth. Um. Moving on, Shamil Abdurakhimov and Andrei Arlovsky. All I can say about this fight is that it was a heavyweight fight. It was a heavyweight grappling match. Yeah. So, moving on. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, not, not a ton to dissect. Oh, we didn't mention uh, Shamil won by decision. Oh, you know we uh, should mention? Why was Andre Olavsky allowed to fight with his nose looking like he already lost? <laughs> I don't know. That I just Yeah, that, that this was a fight that happened. And like for you guys who are listening, you maybe think we're being hard on this card and cause when you watch it you'll understand. I promise you. If you listen to our other podcasts, we, we tend to go in, in pretty detail about like most fights. Like even the bad ones. Yeah, even the bad ones. But when you watch this card, if you haven't, you'll see why that we can't really go into much detail about a lot of these fights. Because not a lot happened. I mean, would you like us to go in, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, you want to hear about how Shamil took Arlovsky down and... Kind of just sat there. For a... Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes got some ground and pound. Yeah, every, every now and again. There. Uh, there was like one moment where he caught Arlovsky against the cage like while he was standing up. And he landed like three consecutive hard shots, Bam. and that might have been like the only highlight. Fight yeah. is over. Every yeah. it's over. No more. That's it. Moving on, <laughs> and this rounds out the main card, which is only four fights, which I appreciate it. Uh, Alexei uh, Konchenko versus Tiago Alves. Um, was Alexei a champ? I want to say from M one. Uh, I believe so. Um. So he made his debut. He was undefeated. Um, him and Tiago basically just kind of had a, a kickboxing match pretty much. Um, Tiago did pretty good with the leg kicks. He landed a lot of leg kicks. Um, at one point, I think they zoomed in on his leg. He had a pretty bad, I was about to say rash, pretty bad like gash on his shin. Um, didn't like Alexi rock him in one of these rounds? I don't even remember, to be honest with you. I, f- I feel like there was a round where... Huh? I watched that fight this morning, and I don't even remember. That's sad. I watched this fight like three times, and I did. <laughs> it's not sticking with me. Like, I feel like there was a round where Alexi, like, he definitely, like, he rocked Alvin. Oh, that was the last round. I'm remembering now. Like, he, he, he was, like, just, 
he's just like fuck it and was throwing like three or four punches at a time. And he, he managed to crack um <clears throat> Alvis really hard towards the end of the round. Yeah. So um like it, it was a decent scrap. Like yeah, not this, this wasn't even a bad fight, it was just in the middle of a lot of nothing. Yeah. 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 It it, it was a decent kickboxing, uh this decent kickboxing bout. Um, I mean, good good for Alexi's debut. He took on a a veteran in every sense of the word, <laughs> Tiago Alves, uh, and he looked you know he looked pretty decent while doing so. Showed you know what he can do in there. So that that, that was a pretty decent fight. Like I said, I, I wish I could go into more detail, but I just a lot of this card was you know it was one ear out the other. But like I do remember this being a decent scrap. Like I said, he, he rocked Alves. He he had a pretty solid game, so shout out to Lexi. He keeps his undefeated streak going. Um, all right, this next fight. We, we can talk about this See, for this all the one, wrong reasons. This one is one I remember because I watched it two minutes before we started recording. Khalid uh, Mertzaliev and C.B. Dalloway. Um, I don't remember much of what led on before the finish. It was uh, I'm, 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 a grappling I'm, I'm, match. CB Dollar was actually doing pretty good. Um, got uh, Mertzaliev down a few times. Um, Mertzaliev actually was taken down. That started the whole reason he ended up out top. He, he reversed position and passed him out. And they proceeded to just beat CB Dollar To death. To death. Like, CB Dollar is now dead and you can visit his grave. Um... It's all Herb Dean's fault. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Poor, like, BJ came out this week and said, like, MMA was his wife. And my first thought was, damn, your wife is hella abusive. <laughs> and then I think of poor CB Dalloway. I'm like, damn, your wife is hella abusive. Yeah, like, no. Like, because this dude's last th- two, three years have been nothing but hell. Like, he injured. He permanently damages like his spine or something during a malfunction, uh, like riding a malfunctioning elevator in Brazil. Like he comes back, he has a fun fight with Ed Herman. Like it looks like it's turning around, and like his life is getting back on track. And then Hector Lombard murders him after the bell. Like just all this weird shit. And then in this fight, he he. He makes it to a bell that he should have never even got to. Like, like he is literally flailing around on the ground for his life and has to be revived like two or three different times because it seems like he's out. There was literally a point where like Khalid was landing the ground and pound. Dalloway literally turned on his stomach and balled up and like put his hands over his head. He was not trying to advance to a better position. He literally... He was giving up without verbally saying, I quit. Right. And actually, I want to... As terrible as a stoppage as it was from Herb Dean, and I'm not, I'm not for throwing heat at people, but you, you kind of deserve this one. Like, it was it was one of those stoppages where it just got really uncomfortable to watch. Um, aside from Herb Dean, i got to look at CB's cornerman and, like, what, what what's going on. Like... Maybe they just stop watching too. Yeah, like, why is it in 
I've seen this in boxing, and I, I don't watch a ton of boxing, but I I can't remember. There was a fight. I can't remember which one. It was it was this year though. I, I remember it was this year. There was a fighter who was getting like pummeled, and he went back to the corner, and it was like round like nine or ten. And his corner man like literally told him like, if you don't show me something in this round, I'm it's over. Like I'm not letting you come back out to fight. And he went back out, and he got beat up, and they threw the towel in for him. They saved him from himself. Why don't MMA cornermen, like, why, why, what, what's the disconnect? Like, why, why is there such a, it's like everybody thinks they're going to have the, the, the Darren Elkins comeback, where, like, their guy comes back from the dead, and. Because, I, I, the sport is built on so much bravado and bullshit. Uh, it's just, I don't know. And it's like you guys aren't even making. You don't make enough money to do this, right? Like, <laughs> that's the part that's really disturbing. It's like paying for your brain scan in like six months, right? Like you guys aren't bringing home the average fighter. Like obviously, if you're a champ or you're, you know, you're one of the guys at the top of the heap. I mean, it's a little different for you, but. If you're a run-of-the-mill mid-tier in your division, you're not bringing home six and seven figures. You're, you're, there are people who work at, like, tech jobs who make more than you. And I, I don't say that to be, like, condescending. I'm just... You, you get the point. Like, you, you don't make enough money to be to risk your health, like, for this much. Like, dude, throw in the towel, man. Let your guy, let your guy live. But you're, like, dude, like, there will be another paycheck. Like, if you let him live. Yeah, if he's alive when this is over. Like, because... I, I remember the fight you're talking about, too, because we talked about it, and that guy is actually Stipe Maj's trainer, the um, the guy who called the fight off. I just can't remember the boxer's name. Um, yeah, that... Yeah, yeah no, it's insane. Like, I... I I want to say somebody once pointed out that the unified rules don't actually say that a corner throwing the towel in will stop the fight. I want to say that's a thing. I am not 100% sure on that. I'll give it to them for calling it in the corner like two seconds after the bell rang and they were like, yeah, no, he's not going back out. But other than... And like Herb, didn't Herb tell him like after the bell like, if you don't get up, I'm not gonna let you fight. It's like Herb. Herb. He's he died 30 seconds ago. Herb, bro. Like he died, they came back and like, what the fuck were you watching? Yeah, like I I don't think that that warning is way too late. Yeah, but. the like the saving grace was Murta uh, Murta Zaliev, like was just like kind of crazy with it. He wasn't actually hitting ZB on the head every time he threw, though he did hit him in the back of the head like six times. Oh god! Was this the fight that Khalid landed? Was this the fight with the body kick? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was a nasty. That was a nasty left, uh, uh, left body kick that he landed. And it kind of sucks because I feel like like the controversy takes away from Khalid's win because it's like this was his UFC debut. You know, he's fighting a vet and he he wins impressively, but like all of what mostly people are gonna remember is. The stoppage that just the continued spiraling yeah. of CJ uh, CB Dalloway's career. Yeah, but you know it. 
it is what it is. But Khalid got the win. Impressive win for his debut. Unfortunate it had to be surrounded by this, but this this, this is just sport, unfortunately, sometimes. Um, but we're going to move on to this next fight, because this is, if there was a bright spite, spot on this card, this was it. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure a lot of us, if you're in the know, you had this fight circled. Uh, Peter Yan, Jin Su Sun, um, this fight was awesome. <laughs> This was the one fight on this card that like brought a smile to my face and just I, I was I was the, the 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 MMA gods gave us one they, they gave us one on this card they gave us one um I I gotta first just give all props to uh, to Jen that this man is a wild <laughs> a wild individual I've never seen somebody smile so many times during a fight while getting punched in the face and he he's just He's he's all he wants all the smoke. <laughs> Jim, Jim he really wanted, does. He wanted all the smoke. Like there's a man who was smiling while he was getting punched. Oh yeah. Not like immediately like, after. Like I mean, like in the process of being punched, <laughs> his head is getting turned all the way around, and he's still smiling. <laughs> like Jan, and I gotta give Jan credit too because I, I we if if you watch Jan in ABC, like he he's a very violent gentleman. Like he he is he is he he's all about the violence. And I felt like this was one of those fights where like he was landing a lot of good shots on Jen, and Jen was not going away like at all. And I, I felt like this was one of those fights where he could have just got angry and started just wailing punches to try to get this guy out of there. But he he kept pretty composed during the whole fight. He picked the shots really well. Um, when he he when he threw combinations, they were really effective. Um, I just felt like he didn't like lose himself in the fight because Jen was just he was all with the smoke. He I felt like he just kind of wanted to brawl. He was just he was just out there fighting just to fight. Like he's I, he's I think he's just one of those dudes who's just kind of born to do this. Like this is just what he does. Um, but Jan I think stayed within himself. Didn't get dragged into too crazy of a brawl. But this was just a really fun fight. Like if, if you're a Jan fan, you got to see you know what kind of just what Jan does. It's, if you if you didn't know who Jen was, I wasn't familiar with who Jen was. You got a chance to see a madman, and it was just it was just awesome. The dude is just smiling and bleeding and just throwing punches, and he's loving it, and I'm loving it, and I think everybody in that stadium was happy. Can you imagine if Duho Choi had like sons like Chin? Being <laughs> It's oh, made of like paper plates. Where was Jen at? I gotta look and see. What organization was he from? He was in Deep. Uh, one of uh, Korean Zombies boys. Yeah. I don't think that like their entrance into getting into the gym is just like you have to get beat up by everybody in the gym. And if you're still able to stand afterwards, you think you're allowed to come in. Man, Korean Zombie was in his corner literally like yelling at him. I, of course, couldn't understand it, but he was like, "Eat, he those, was punches. Eat those fucking punches!" <laughs> I mean, this dude's only twenty-five. I hope he stays around, man. <laughs> like, this is fun as fuck. Like, strong, big for the like big, decent size for the division. Let's just say big. Has a nice jab. Probably could have, probably should have thrown it more. Um, but yeah, no, Jan just fucking 
just A plus boxing. A, uh, just amazing combination thrower. Had he had landed any of those punches on anybody else in this division, they probably would have ended. Yeah, they would have done it. <laughs> oh yeah, man. He he is man, man oh man. Um, oh I'm I'm gonna say um, if we could just do this now and get this over with, can we just do a uh, Yan versus a uh, Duke and Wah? Huh? Let's let's just make that uh, a thing. Let's just um, you know, we we need to make that happen. We need to capitalize on prime violence while Wallace while Wallace here. Um, yeah. I mean, cause I feel like eventually these two are gonna meet eventually, so we might as well just get it over with. I mean, and, I think Jan fucking murders him. Yeah, see that the Duke and Wall we saw in this last fight was not. I just don't think he is like the like I don't know if it's the weight cut and like he's just not being able to put on muscle or whatever, but like he just doesn't like have the physicality for what this division has for him. Cause like Jimmy Rivera is a physical dude, John Lineker and now Jermaine Sterling are physical dudes. Uh, fucking uh, what's his name? Cody Sanhag is a fucking insane human being. <laughs> Uh, the dude uh, Sterling just be a uh, Stamen is a strong ass dude. Like these are dudes who are going to physically just be in your face and just mess with your day. Like I I I, I don't like Duke and Wall. I think we better start going up to forty five. I mean, which would fit him? He was a a dual champ and um was that Bama? Is that what he's from? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, or like I, all the other champions. I, I want to see that fight though. But no, if he went the forty-five, then that would be dope. Also, it, it, wherever he goes, he'll bring violence with him. Um, so I'm all for it. But no, Jan, Jan, man, Jan, Jan is the man. He, he continues to impress. Um, a, a guaranteed fun fight if 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 Jan is involved. Uh, but definitely shout outs to Jin Susan. Um, he he definitely made a fan. Just just a wild guy. Um, bring him back, bring bring him back very soon. Um, so that was the bright spot. So thank you, Peter Yan and Jin Susan, for letting me smile on a card that did not bring many smiles. Right. Moving on to fights that didn't bring a lot of smiles. Um, <laughs> uh, Rustam Kabalov and Kajan Johnson. Was it Cajun? I can't remember. I think it's Kajan because he said Cajun wasn't the right way to say his name. Oh, yeah. All right. Kajan Johnson. Um, unfortunately, Kabbalah did not land any suplexes. There were no uh, slams to the head. I'll be honest. Aside from, like, some kickboxing, I don't remember much of this fight in detail. Uh, Johnson fought really good. This wasn't, like, a bad fight. It was just, like, a, a slow, methodical fight. Um, just, like, a, a lot of really nice head kicks from Johnson. Uh, uh, like, he, he would set them up, get... Uh, Kabilov to duck into them. Like, if, if it hadn't been for Kabilov, like, slipping his glove in at the last second, he probably would have knocked him out with one of them. Um, like, it, it was just like a typical Kabilov fight, except a little bit better because Johnson was actually in it. Like, up until the last round where he got taken down for the final time. Um, but Johnson made a fight. That's, 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 that's what we'll say. Johnson made a fight. 
Um, yeah. Uh, I just remember a lot of Johnson's kicks from the outside, but I can't remember much else. He, he landed a couple of nice cross, um, like straight up the middle, but other than that, it was a low, it was a, it was a low output, low um, landing fight. I want to say like significant strikes. Um, by the end of it, there was like. 30, 40 on each side. Like, it, it was really low output. Like, I'm not going to pretend that it was, like, an amazing fight, but I was surprised by Cajun's performance. It was really solid. Like, I, I, I kind of, or Cajun, um, I, I kind of, like, when he came to the OC, I was like, oh, he's going to be, like, one of those two or three and out fighters. But he, he's, he's been putting some good performances together, so... I don't know how long the UFC is going to keep him around. I don't, I don't think they're, uh, they're big fans of his. I mean, when you ask union questions at <laughs> when they invite him to come and like speak to UFC fighters, so, yeah, they're probably not like your biggest fan. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope he stays around, though. But um, Kabbalah gets the, uh, gets the W. I uh, want to say... On the low, that's six straight wins. Kind of crazy. Care. Yeah. He's <laughs> a chore to watch most of the time. It's not fun like uh, like a beeb. So. Well, for what it's worth, he's getting W. So. I'm this thing than be, to being fun. So. God, this next fight I don't remember a ton of either. Merbeck, uh. Taisumov and uh, Des Green, or Desmond Green. Um, I'm surprised Des Green was allowed to leave the country. Yeah, they didn't. What? Whatever happened with that? I have no idea. Uh, for those who know, Des Green was in a car accident and was presumed to be the actual like reason for the car accident, um, where two people died, I believe, like this elderly couple. Um. Yeah, and this was like three weeks ago. Yeah, this was really, yeah, this was not long ago at all. So, you know, but I'm, I'm kind of curious where that all went to, uh, but. I can say, um, even though uh, Death Green lost, I have life within, like, at least, like, this fight. And I want to say maybe maybe his last two might have just been his last one. Uh, one of the things I felt like he always struggled with, like even pre UFC when he was in Bellator, he he's not a great like output guy. Right. Um, and I, I feel like he's he's picking up a little bit. Like he in this fight he definitely engaged more. It, it wasn't the most exciting fight in the world, but like he he seemed more willing to throw. He was more willing to engage and be in the fight than just kind of sit around and just kind of hope something happened um i don't remember this fight <laughs> for me that's a running thing through a lot of these fights i don't remember in a ton of detail but i just kind of remember that like des green was at least a bit more active but um the thing with des green is like he his striking is like it's decent but he's not it's not as better it should be yeah. bread and butter. Yeah, it's 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 there, but it's it's not great. And uh, you know, 
he he got in basically a kickboxing match. I think he went for a few takedowns. I don't even know if I think he really got any, but Merbeck was just able to better him on the feet, just literally just sheer being a better striker, you know, technique-wise, power-wise, because Des Green isn't, you know, he, he's not going to wire you with knockout power or anything like that. And, uh, yeah, Merbeck just, via just being a better striker in general, was just able to win this fight and get a decision. Basically. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not a ton to, 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 to dissect there. Um, and that makes it, uh, I guess for what it's worth again, uh, I think that's six straight for uh, Maribek. Um, Until the dude's able to fight in the U.S., like, this is just where we're going to see him. Yeah. Like that's unfortunately a lot of guys' stories. They just kind of get relegated to fighting in their their own little backyards, and that's kind of the only time we get to see them. But um, I feel bad about this next fight because it apparently ended with a head kick and punches, and I do not remember like at all. Um, Magomed Ankaliev and Marcin uh, Petrino. Wait. I would think I would remember a fight that landed with a hit. Oh, you know what? I think this was the fight. I think this was the fight where, like, I hope I'm not mixing this up with another one. He rocked Pacino, and he threw a head kick. And, like, Pacino blocked the head kick and still got knocked down. I want to say this was that fight. Where, like, he caught um, Pacino with, like, a right, and then he threw a head kick. And Pacino blocked it, and the force of the kick just still knocked him down, and then he he ate some punches, and I think the ref just jumped in. I think you're right. Yeah, I think this was that fight. Like, the, the leg kick was so... Not leg kick, the head kick <laughs> was just that strong that even with him blocking it, like, it didn't matter. He still got knocked down, and then he ate some ground and pound, and that was it. Well, I remember... I remember um, the, left, the, the left he threw before the kick that rocked him. Like and then uh, what's his name? Pachinov, Pachino, uh, Pachinio, 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 um, like kind of stumbled around and then when he got back up, like Ankalaev uh, just kind of threw uh, the head kick and just threw him on the ground. So, yeah, like <sighs> I could swear like Marcin Pachinio was like a kickboxer. And this is the second time he's been knocked out in the UFC. Like, the first time was, like, by Sam Alvey. Yeah. So, th- those kickboxing credentials are not looking too good. Huh? Hard knock life out here. Yeah. Hard, hard knock life. Uh, it, next fight. Oh. Uh, like we, we have another light heavyweight prospect to, like, look at. Yeah, a new, a new fresh, new, a new fresh face. Yeah, like somebody uh, who hopefully, uh, somebody hopefully will stick around. Yeah, people probably remember Uncle Ive as a dude who lost at the very last second to Paul Craig. Like at the literally the four fifty nine mark of the third round, he got submitted by I want to say Triangle in a fight that he had basically been beating the shit out of Paul Craig in for like the entirety of it. So. Like, don't let the one loss on the dude's record for you. He's still a pretty damn good prospect. 
Speaking of, speaking of light heavyweight for this next fight, why the hell did Jordan Johnson go into the deeper pool? Yeah, and I, <laughs> I was thinking like, didn't like a couple of months ago, like, didn't he want to fight um, Rhea? I'm pretty sure like Rhea says like they like Jordan has said something about him on Twitter because they were both like undefeated. They were both prospects at 205. I mean, it would not surprise me. And then, yeah, out of nowhere, Jordan Johnson drops the middleweight. Uh, but for those who don't know, uh, Jordan Johnson uh, took on Adam uh, Yandiv. Uh, Jordan Johnson started out at 205 where he was 2-0 or 3-0? 3-0. Yeah, he was 3-0. He's 10-0. Oh, no, he was 9-0 before this. Uh, he was 3-0 in the UFC. Um, he came over from RFA where he was pretty much like wrecking shop over there. Comes to UFC. He's in a 205 division, which, as we all know, is always in desperate need of young, <laughs> fresh talent. And Jordan, being 29 years old, uh, you know, was looking like a, a pretty, you know, I'm not, not going to say like a world beater, but looked like somebody who was at least worth keeping an eye on at 205. And now he just drops the middleweight. Um, not sure why, but, you know, what, what do I know? He got the win, so... Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, guess, I guess it turned out pretty good. First finish of his uh, UFC career. Yep. I mean, he and he he's a big dude at at eighty five. Like he 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 kind of gets these takedowns and you know it's it's a big man. That's, yeah. Not 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 a lot you can do. A guy like that on top of you. Um. Yeah, I don't remember the fight in deep in much detail other than like. Johnson was getting takedowns. There wasn't a ton that Yandiv could do because Johnson was just better wrestler, stronger, just <laughs> just physically just imposing, and he ended up getting the arm triangle choke in the second round. Yeah, no, not a lot to it besides that. Um, oh, one yeah, just really really befuddled that he went down to 85 still. Yeah. I don't know. There's, in this era of dudes should be fighting at their natural weight, we still got guys who are like, I have to have the biggest weight advantage possible. And then like, he, he's going to get to the top and realize that it doesn't matter because Robert Whitaker's going to kick his ass anyway. <laughs> and I was thinking like, at the top of 85, because, I mean, Johnson's not, he, he's a good wrestler, not the best striker in the world, at least from what we've seen so far. When you get to the top of 85, you're probably going to fight a lot of guys who can wrestle and are just as strong, if not stronger, than you are. So, Especially at weight cut. Yeah. So it's like, what are you going to do when you fight, if you make it to like that top five at 85 and you can't take those guys down? Or like they're making you work for it, and you might have to rely on your hands a little more. You know, Tr- trouble may be afoot. Um, He's like, no, I want to fight Chris Wiseman and Yoel Romero and Luke Rockhold. <laughs> you know what's crazy though? I feel like he's gonna be one of those guys. He'll he'll fight at eighty five. He might have a couple of good fights. He'll probably ring off a couple of good wins. But that weight cut, well, I don't know. He, he didn't mention it being a problem, so maybe it isn't. Maybe he's fine. But um, I feel like we'll see him at 205 again. Probably. 
Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be back up there. But either way, man, he got the win at 85. He got in pretty dominant fashion, so we'll see what he does at 85. Um, I feel like at least for his rank and where he's at in that division, he'll do he'll do okay for a while. His wrestling will give people problems just because he'll just be physically be able to impose, I think, on a lot of people. But when he gets, like, the top 15, top 10, then we'll really see, you know, what he's made of. But, you know. Also, still a young dude. We'll see if he makes any strides, improves his striking. You know, we'll, we'll see how far he goes. But either way, impressive performance. Uh, went about arm triangle choke. Uh, this next fight, uh, Ramazan Amiv and Stefan Sekulic. Um, or Sekulic. Don't remember a ton of this fight in detail other than I think this was Stefan's debut. Um, I feel like Amiv was just kind of able to outstrike him. I don't remember a lot of this fight, to be honest. I think Amiv rocked him in this fight, too. I want to say. This is where I literally just shut down and can't remember anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember Amiv. I feel like Amiv rocked him at one point. Like, it, like, Stefan looked... It looked like it was his debut. I'll, I'll say that. Like... I think he was fighting a guy who was above the competition that he normally fights. And yeah. You know what I do remember? I do remember like him going for takedowns. I'm like, why? He's a kickboxer. Because that's what commentary told me. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Who knows what happened? But... Yeah, Amiv got the decision win. Um, and this last fight, uh, Marab Vajvili uh, and my homie Terry on where. Um, yeah, Vajvili uh, just kind of went in. Um, if you guys don't remember Vajvili, um, he had that wild fight <laughs> with Ricky Simon. Uh, uh, that was on the uh, Barboza Lee card. Um, yeah, but, ah, I feel so bad for Terry on, like, he, he, he couldn't really showcase his striking because Vosvili was just able, like, Vosvili was just, he seemed like he was just physically the stronger man, and he was able to take him down, Terry on where just could never get, like, comfortable and, like, get in a groove to, like, find an offense, like, it seemed like any time he tried to get anything off or he looked like maybe he was about to string something together, Vajvili was just in his face, taking him down, beating him up. Um, yeah, Terion just kind of got, got beat up on. He just kind of couldn't. He just he just couldn't get anything off, man. Like, Vajvili was just in his face the entire time. Um, so that's, that's four straight. Uh, losses for Terry on. I, I think it's four straight. I hope I'm not lying. Um, I feel, I feel yeah, so. I feel yeah. aware. Yeah, he he came. <laughs> yeah, that's four straight. He debuted against Stamen, then he fought O'Malley, then he fought Duke and Wall, and then he got Ross Philly. And that that's like <laughs> that's a lot of solid solid competition but that goes to show you like a lot of these lighter weight classes from lightweight down 
even the guys who aren't in the top 15, they're still really good. Like, they're still really, really solid competition. I mean, and Terry on himself is a really, you know, solid fighter. And he, he came in, man, and it just... You can't even say, like, he got fed to the wolves, but... Because ranking-wise, he fought people, I guess you could say, who were somewhat around where he would be ranked at if rankings went past the top 15, but... he's He's basically been, like done the job that the UFC wanted him to do. He's come in and pushed some of their prospects. Like, he gave Stamina a tough fight. He gave um, Duke and a tough fight. He gave O'Malley a tough fight. Like, like, not tough in the sense that they were in danger of losing, but, like, tough in the sense that they had to work for the win. Um, like, he's he's a... If he fought in any other division, he'd probably be solid. But like Bamway, it's just you have to be a freak athlete, and he's just not a freak athlete. Like Devashvili was just go- always going to come out there and just muscle him around, and he was. It's not even like he can't wrestle. Like he was out there and he was defending like the first takedown, and then Devashvili would just pick him up and just toss him to the ground and just follow him and beat the crap out of him from there. Like, what are you gonna do against that? Like. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. Like, you're just stuck. Yeah, it was just one of those. But you know, props to Vosh. Really, he he went out there and he just physically imposed his will and just inserts himself at you know another one of those guys that bantamweight, fresh face, but a guy who looks like he's pretty talented and he finally gets a win after dropping that controversial split decision to um. What's his face? Uh, Frankie signs and then yeah, get <laughs> then his last one where he got choked the the hell out. <laughs> yeah, so but Bantamweight's fun though, man. There are a lot of a lot of good guys at Bantamweight, man. There's so many, like I said, from from one all the way down to like fifteen, down to like thirty. <laughs> There are a lot of good, just a lot of good fighters, man. And Vosh really is only 27, so who, who knows, like, what his ceiling is and um, how far he can go, but a lot of good fighters at Bantamweight, man. That, that's slowly becoming just a really, really deep division of just killers in every direction. Um, but, yeah, that was UFC Moscow. <laughs> um, I feel like if you watch this card in real time, like, if you started your day out with this, this card probably ended around, like, 2 or 3-something. You had time to, like, go on with your day. Maybe it wasn't so bad. Maybe it was. I don't know. But, yeah, if you had to, like, rewatch this later, this card, minus literally, I mean literally a few fights, um, just not a ton of substance, <laughs> really, on this card. Um, I would say if you didn't watch it, Watch the uh, the Peter Yan fight, um, and watch the main event and the co-main event. That's about all I got for you. Um, anything else on this card? Watch at your own discretion. <laughs> Why would you? Huh? Why would you? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Um, yeah, it's yeah. the Russian crowd. They were really into it. They were, and I think I saw that this card had a um, a two million dollar gate. 
Yeah. So, you know, the, the Russians definitely enjoyed it. They 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 seemed like they had a blast. Um, Moscow, Moscow. Do, 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 do. Shout shout out to them for for having a blast because I I don't know if the rest of us, uh, <laughs> I don't know if the rest of us felt the same way. Um, but yeah, I I. I I guess I, I saw somebody mention this earlier, like, some people were wondering, like, this is your first trip to Russia, you would think they would stack the card more, and I saw other people saying, like, you know, they're just trying to test the waters. Well, the, the whole point was, like, like Kuchenko, or what, I, I can't remember the man's name, the dude would be uh, Malvez, Kuchenko. Yeah, Kuchenko. Like, he's a star. Like, these are people with, like, legit... Like, a lot of these dudes have followings. Like, they fall in M1 or they fall in Fight Nights or they fall in, you know, whatever local regional promotion there is around Moscow. Like, they, like these are dudes who have, like, billionaires backing their training. Like, they, it doesn't matter what the UFC puts on there. Like, as long as they put on their guys, like, they, they're good. Yeah, they'll still show up. They, 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 the billionaires could like push the cards for them like it's just what it, it is what it is like I'm just thinking like you imagine like they did this bigger gate with you know obviously the, these guys were talented but you know if, if you would have had a Khabib or um, my understanding Khabib's like the star though like he is their version of Connor basically so I'm like if you would have had like Habib or um even like um like a Makachev was on this card or I, I think I think it shows they'll be going back to Russia, needless to say. Right. Dude, the um, the yeah. whole point of like the, the move to Russia apparently was just to get these banks involved. Because they now have a financial bank like they have a feeder an official Russia feeder league. Like, they have a banking, the backing of, like, an actual huge bank in, like, the Russian slash uh, Mongolian world. <clears throat> like, I can't remember the name of the bank, but, like, who is, they're financing the UFC's push into Russia. Like, the, the, this was, there, there is a reason behind what they do. With, like, so, you know. Oh. It's, it's working. <laughs> so, you know, my Moscow definitely, there is there's definitely a market out there. But that was the card, man. It honestly wasn't all that great. Like I said, check out those few fights we mentioned. Everything else, I ain't going to say it doesn't matter. But it does. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> You're not missing out on anything too crazy. Um Unless maybe if you're a Russian MMA fan, maybe this this card might have gave you a lot. But um, for the average person, yeah, you, you didn't you didn't miss out on it. So you can't but, tell me that Jeff Hardy had his ears pierced in the middle of the match, because that looks like what's happening right now. No, <laughs> yeah, at the time of this recording, uh, Hell in a Cell is going down. Um, I don't watch wrestling really anymore, but I just saw a bunch of updates on Twitter and. It, uh, Jeff Hardy just jumped from the top of the cage through a table in the middle of the ring. Like, he climbed up the inside and then tried to swing down onto Randy Orton. 
and landed like chest first into this table. Jeff is not going to be able to walk in like five years. The fact that Jeff Hardy is able to walk now is a miracle. <laughs> yeah, so so Helen Cell is going down. Um, um, yeah, so that's about it. It's a really short. <laughs> <laughs> For us, it's short. For other podcasts, this is this is normal. Yeah, this is standard. For us, it's a little short, but um. Yeah, man, that's pretty much it for UFC Moscow. Um, so go look at it or not look at it. But if you had, if you didn't watch Triple G and Canelo two, definitely watch that. That that was an amazing fight. So if you pull nothing else from this podcast, go 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 give that fight a look. But um, boxing's back. Yeah, it's been a lot of good, and we're we're not done yet. Like, I mean. Cause it isn't isn't Eggman and Wilder that's this year, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, still got still got that. That's that's gonna be all kinds of. I forgot to look up because I was gonna look up what like what the big remaining uh, cards of this year is gonna be. That's that's gonna be fun. Um, but I do want to say real quick. Um, I'm very excited for next week. Um, I, 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 I'm gonna cut you off right there. I know we I know what you're gonna say. I too am excited for Little Nog versus Sam Alvey. <laughs> I mean, if that fight isn't enough to wake you up out of the bed that morning, I I, I don't know what else you're asking for. Like, you know, if one of them KOs each other, like that might be the saddest KO in the history of yeah. sports. Yeah. <laughs> but, Next week, man, we got UFC Fight Night 137, Manuel Santos. Um, man, you got Manuel Santos, Coleman, you got Cowboy, the real Cowboy, not Cerrone, the, the actual legit Cowboy, and Carlo Petrosali. Um, the Afro mentioned Sam Alvey and Little Nug. <laughs> you got uh, Du Bronx, Christos, Galagos. Francisco Trinado, Evan Dunham, my man Ryan Spann is back, uh, Henan Barrow, Andre Ewell, uh, Sergio Marias, Ben Saunders. Did you hear about the dude who's replacing uh, Bilal Muhammad in the Dos Santos fight? Uh, no. I didn't, even he got, so, I didn't even know he got pulled. Yeah, um, Bilal got, uh, I don't know, I think he got injured or something, but I, I heard somebody saying on Twitter. So, like, so, okay, I, I get that, but why the fuck... It's Zaleski Dos Santos fighting on Fight Pass. Yeah, that's 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 a um that's a problem. But I am excited to see uh, uh Olivia Hanato Souza, who will be on this card fighting Alex Chambers. What were you gonna say about the Luigi dude? Yeah, so uh, somebody was saying on Twitter, I don't know what his record is, but it's looking like is he's gonna get killed. Yeah, he's seven and zero, and he's fought one dude who has a winning record, and he was six and two. Yeah, he comes from Constrictor yeah. Fight Team. Uh, you remember what's his face? The two Brazilian dudes who had like the big inflated records, and everybody was really excited about them. Lord. <laughs> oh wait, no, I'm thinking of Astro. Never mind. The, the, he's on the Ronnie Yaya fight team. Well, uh, Godspeed and good luck to you, sir. You will need it. Why the? Yeah, that's so bold. Just put him on TV. Let him freaking murder somebody on TV. 
Yeah, yeah, Zaleski should not be on prelims. Like, especially on this card. He's, like, on the five-fight winning streak. Yeah, and there are plenty of people on this card he can replace and be on TV. Plenty. He should be above freaking Cowboy. Maybe it's just because they're embarrassed that this is, like, this Luigi dude is just going to get murdered. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know, but... He's going to do work, but Livia Hanada Souza coming over from Invicta. She's going to be on this card against Alex Chambers. I'm excited to see how she does. I've been watching her in Invicta for a while. She's been putting in work over there pretty much since she's been there. Uh, only lost Invicta with a split decision to Angela Hill. So excited to see her. And mainly I'm excited for this card because that starts my vacation from work. And I'll get to start my vacation with fights. I'm pretty, pretty excited about that. But, um... Those are the cards that are uh, coming up. So we will go on to parting shots and shoutouts. There's so much randomness that happened this week that I, I can't even cover it all. Um, do I have a shot? I don't, do I want to be petty? I'm, I'm, I'm going to give a... It's not a full shot. Like It's like a shot to the leg. Like, <laughs> have we been aiming at the head this whole time? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or, or this is like a. This, this isn't a shot with a gun. This, this is like me throwing like a rock at you, like. A, <laughs> <laughs> or like I'm hitting you with like a pellet gun, you know. I'm not trying to take you out, but I want you to feel a little sting. Um, I want to see Predator today and um you know like when you watch a movie and like like it has something like you can see like this could be something not even saying it'll be great but like there's just something there you're like i can see where this could go and then by the end of the movie you're just kind of like i think you guys kind of missed like like you kind of missed the mark um so Predator came out on Friday, and I, I really like Predator, um, so I, I wanted to see this. And I wasn't even expecting to be blown away. Um, I'll say after this movie, uh, it was directed by, I think the gentleman's name is Shane Black. Yeah. I think. Um, it's the same guy who directed Iron Man 3. And this looks like this was directed by the same guy who directed Iron Man 3. And I do not mean that in a complimentary way. Um I won't spoil Predator for anybody who wants to see it, but um, Predator himself was awesome, which was good. It's, it's good. The movie's named after him. I would hope he would be good. Everybody else in the movie, not so much. Not so much. A lot of very meh acting performances that left a lot to be desired. Um, so shout at Shane Black. He's getting the shot because he directed it, so throwing the shot at you. Um, like, I feel like you were kind of going somewhere with this, and then it just kind of, like, never got there. Um, I'm not too mad because my tickets were only $8, cause I, thank you to T-Mobile Tuesday. Um, had I paid full price for this, I might be a little more salty, but I felt like this movie just could have been a little better, and just, just kind of missed the mark, man. Just kind of missed the mark. So, that, that's like my half shot. That's just me hitting Chain Black with a... a, a pebble or rock um so yeah uh shout outs to 
shout out glory uh, 58 which you mentioned earlier uh, one of the fights uh, which was on the super fight series portion of the card uh, Troy Jones versus Casey Green <laughs> Troy Jones landed a head kick of head kicks um, go watch the highlight it's the uh, clips of it are on Twitter are on the internet just type in glory 58 Troy Jones and watch a really awesome head kick KO. Um, it was pretty violent. And I love head kicks. So this just gave me all the joy in the world. Um, so shout out to Troy Jones for, for getting a nice highlight reel KO. Um, I'm not really watching the NFL this season. I haven't watched any games. Catching highlights here and there. I was reluctant to give this shout out. But shout out to the Jacksonville Jaguars for beating the New England Patriots. And shout out to Blake Bortles for actually looking like a pretty competent quarterback. Um, fortunately, you didn't play that good when I had you on my fantasy team a couple years ago. But that's neither here nor there. Um, like, you're doing alright out there. And you took down the Patriots. And it looks like what was pretty dominant fashion. And also shout out to my Texas Longhorns and college football. Who gave UFC, uh, USC a nice paddling that I did not think they would do. Fortunately, my Horn Frogs couldn't beat Ohio State, but that's a different story. But shout out to the Longhorns, man, delivering a, a nice little paddling. And um, <laughs> this last shout out, I will speak for both of us <laughs> with this last shout out. Shout out to Vontae Davis yeah. of the <laughs> the Buffalo Bills, who at the time of this recording, uh, he retired. And you might be thinking, well, football players retire all the time. That may be true. But Vontae made history. Because to my knowledge, there's never been a player in the history, not of just football, but of any sport, who retired at halftime. He literally, at halftime, they said he, he decided he was not coming out to play the rest of the game. And he put on his street clothes, and he left. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really hope he didn't tell anybody he just left <laughs> he just left and I, I want to say from, from what I heard he wasn't injured nothing was wrong with him so like I don't want to make light of this in case something was really like bad happened but to my knowledge at the time of this recording there was nothing wrong with him like physically he was okay he just decided you know what I'm out of here and he promptly retired at halftime and you know what he has all of my support as he plays for the Buffalo Bills, who are god-awful this season. If there was ever a time to retire, why not at halftime uh, with this team that is just god-awful? Um, so shout-outs to Vontae Davis. You, sir, are a hero. Um, I will live vicariously through your retirement. Um, salutes. Just salutes. Respect admiration i can't say enough good things <laughs> just i wish i wish i could do that i i wish i i was brave enough to just leave my job just like at lunch and just say yo i'm not coming back like i'm out of here i mean brother probably has like 15 million dollars yeah so he can do that yeah i, I can't do that they, 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 uh, they don't pay me enough but um Shout out to Vontae Davis. That 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 is, I just hats off. That's that's all I can say. Just, just hats off to to Mr. Vontae Davis. 
and uh, that that's all I got for parting shots and shout outs. Um, shout out to the Seattle Storm who won the WNBA uh, championship, swept the Washington Mystics 3-0. Uh, for most of the players on the team, I think it's their first you know title. It's the third one in Seattle Storm's history, and the third one won by one Miss Sue Bird. Hey. So props to her, props to them. Yeah, um, fantastic end to the season. FIBA basketball kicks up like either this week or next week. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. I have one more, and now it's killing me. Um, uh, shouts to the people. Just whatever. Just shouts to the people. There we go. Always shout out to the people. Yeah. I don't think I have any, uh, other randomness to to mention other than you know we'll we'll be back next week for the Santos uh manual card so that'll be going down um and I'll keep you guys updated on my book rollout which I hope to work on uh on my vacation weeks and shout out to everybody who's playing Spider-Man that game is awesome and addictive and I played a lot of that which is, I can't um, play it you know? I, I, this is the one game I somehow I've been making time. Oh, I've, I've somehow... Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Last minute news. What about the oh. UFC the Sao Paulo main event? Oh, boy. Uh, Jimmy Manua. No longer in the main event. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Six minutes. Uh, wait, 20 minutes ago. Pulls out of the fight. Instead, it'll be Eric Anders who fights Diego Santos in the new main event of UFC Fight Night Sao Paulo. Wow. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Though I, I really would have rather see Santos and, and Manoa, I'm not mad at that. This car fucking uh, cursed. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that, though. I, I'm I'm glad to hear Anders' name other than, uh, I don't know. There there are some other names I probably would have not been so thrilled to hear about, but I, I'll I'll take that. I'll take that. But um, yeah. So you guys heard that here first. Um, well, it might be old news by the time you hear this because this won't come out until Monday, or Tuesday. But um, yeah. So that's going down. Santos versus Anders is how I will start my vacation from work. But that's all we got for today, man. It's been another episode of the JoJo Talk Podcast. As always, you can listen to us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, you for iTunes. Please, please rate, subscribe, and leave a review. It helps us greatly. Um, you can check us out on Facebook at the JoJo Talk Podcast Facebook page. Send questions to JoJo Talk Podcast at yahoo.com. Follow me on Twitter at Serial Sensei. And that's all I got. So. Until next time, as always, anytime people are being punched and or kicked in the face, we will be there to talk about it, and we will catch you guys next week.